0: Welcome to the Any Given Thursday podcast. Um, we're talking about our second final in as many weeks. It's the last game that we'll be covering in this season, this 2022 2023 season. And we finally crowned a Europa Conference League champion, and it is the Hammers of East London, but of West, West Ham Manhattan. United have won their first major European trophy or any European trophy
1: since the 60s. Wow. I think, or was it the '40s? It was. I think it was the '60s. It was well, 1999 Inter Toto Cup. Oh yeah, I mean, but... we know that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, we're not counting that. It was 1965 Cup Winners Cup. They mm. lost in the '70s in mm. the Cup Winners Cup final to Anderlecht. Mm. So
0: yeah, this yeah. is a huge deal for
1: them as a club. Um, very impressed. Very very impressive. A great European campaign too. They go the whole competition without a loss. So they won. And they've actually their... won more games in this competition than they won in the Premier League this yeah. season. Yeah. Was... 13 to 12. I think there's a, 13... it was a 12, think it was 12 to 11. 12 to 11 yeah. I think they had one draw in the competition. Something else. Yeah. As a whole. They were undefeated. Yeah. Like 12 wins in one draw or something like yeah. that. Just an um, incredible, incredible run. Uh, even though at times, you know, we talked about a lot in the early didn't part of the game. It did feel like, like they were dominating
0: stage. sometimes.
1: Yeah. Like it felt like a lot of the games they were kind of squeaking by, but. It's a knockout competition. And so doing what you have to do to get through is all that matters. And I think they showed that, like, as long as you get the result and you move on, that's what matters. It doesn't matter if you're blowing people out of the water in the round of 16, Mm -hmm. like Fiorentina did. All that matters is that you win the finals.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's part of the game in this competition. But, you know, the knockouts, they played AEK. Wow, that was a noisy motorcycle. How rude. Yeah, does he know people Play working? We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to record a podcast here. Yeah. You know, ADK, I think, is like finished at third or something in mm. Cyprus, and Ghent, who finished like fifth in Belgium this year. So, I mean, take nothing away, though, from uh, what they've done in the last couple rounds where they really comprehensively handled AZ and then um, really executed a good game plan today here. Um, I mean, the setup of the game um, we kind of talked about last week as being pretty predictable, you know, mm-hmm. Fiorentina want the ball, West Ham are happy to sit in and counter. Yeah. Um, the the bird's eye is pretty much as simple as that.
1: Um, yeah. and that... Mean, it's a great example early on too. If you watch the first like eight minutes of the mm-hmm. game, you see Fiorentina has the ball for maybe seven of it. Mm-hmm. And in that seven minutes, they create the opportunity for an opportunity. Uh, Bonaventura can't complete the final pass to set someone up for, a shot on target, West Ham immediately counter, take the ball down and get a relatively decent good hit opportunity on, themselves. Yeah.
0: That was the first shot on, that was the only shot on target for like the entire
1: first half. First I think six, on either side. For the first 60 minutes. Yeah.
0: Until the penalty. Yeah. Um, What did surprise me a little bit, I thought maybe people would be a little more cautious with the first, but it was a little more stodgy mm-hmm. and aggro. And kind of like the Europa League final we saw last week, mm-hmm. more of that than I expected. I thought, I mean, I wonder. I think the the officials, I think, were trying to let certain stuff go at first too. Like nobody got a yellow card. I don't think in the first half. Um, no, and no, that's right. and they could. No, that's not true. Ben Rahm, I got one in the thirty first. But other than that, mm-hmm. um, there was a number of times. I think like four instances, in particular. I'm thinking of like. Antonio receiving back to goal against a defender um who is sort of roughing him physical with him and maybe dispossesses him or knocks him over stuff. And he didn't get any of those calls, which some were fair and some were a little harsher. Yeah. And then the one he finally gets is like such a flop, which was ironic. But there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on where it's like stuff that I think you'd usually see a little more strictly refereed I wonder if that was like an objective going in. Mm -hmm. Um but I do think it ended up Having an effect in the first half because both teams got a little angry, <laughs> both <laughs> teams got a little frustrated with each other. There was some chippiness, mm-hmm. um, and the football wasn't particularly exciting. It has to be said.
1: Yeah, I think that first period for Antonio in particular. Part of the issue for him was he got caught on a dive pretty early in the game, and or at least that's what Ben Rama got a yellow for. Yeah, I mean Antonio he got a dive got one... for
0: dolphining himself over a over an outstretched leg.
1: Yeah, which Antonio was totally, though, totally fair yellow, thirteenth or fourteenth minute. And it wasn't near the box. So the referee just blew the whistle the other way. And uh, on the replays, you're like, okay, maybe that wasn't actually a dive. Like, I don't was a, think it was. Yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of contact, not enough to send a player like Antonio yeah. down, but, you know, it wasn't totally fabricated. Yeah. But I think there was a couple of those that the definitely rest saw not that, the guy's with. And yeah. it was like, Oh, I'm not going to let him get away with stuff. Yeah. There were a couple of times, even the, even uh, Bora, too, on a dive. Uh-huh. Um, So the ref was definitely looking for diving. Yeah. I think he even, went uh, in with that mindset. Even the Syria
0: supporting uh, commentators on Paramount were like, man, Antonio's getting hacked a couple of these times. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, right. But I think, I think that. I think he went in
1: looking s- for diving. I'm, and then when he. Uh, thought, eh, you saw Antonio I probably he got he hacked. hacked a couple of times, but that's that's not the point. I'm of saying, the, saying the referee oh, went yeah. in looking for diving. Yeah. So it was kind of harsh, especially on attackers. Throughout the game, but Antonio in particular, who was getting, you know, probably the worst of it from defenders. Uh, yeah, so I think in terms of looking for that. I don't want
0: to. I don't want to necessarily say it was the refs' fault. It was getting chippy, but I, um, I do think there was like not as much football played as I would have hoped in the first half, and I, yeah, and they're definitely hesitant to pull out some yellows early. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe lost a little bit of control of the game, and I think the best thing that happened to the game was actually the penalty um called around the 16th minute um and that was the first time the game kind of opened up
1: yeah before we get to the penalty we should talk about the chippiness of the game mentioned that early on uh i think it was nico gonzalez goes down in the box yeah and west ham fans started throwing their cups at him Mm -hmm. so he laid on the ground he didn't get a call or anything so he's just kind of laying there yeah and i think that also tended to drink the yeah that was actually that was like the third or fourth time he got stuff thrown at him. yeah this is probably time um yeah and I probably think that led to like <laughs> yeah because Fiorentina especially after that point we're doing a lot more of the gamesmanship I'll mm-hmm. put it to be more politically correct um <laughs> the gamesmanship tactics and I feel like that might have factored into it too is they're like already irked off or, like pissed yeah. off and getting a little feisty what minute of did that, that and,
0: incident happening?
1: Uh, the Baragi one was on a corner. What yeah. was that like? That was the first half. Wasn't yeah, it? it was in the 30s, I think. Yeah. So um, basically,
0: yeah. 34th minute. So yeah. cups are every time Fiorentina have a corner, uh, some of the West Ham supporters are tossing empty plastic cups, which at first, you know when uh when nico like pretends to drink it it seems fairly harmless yeah but and when it's just plastic cups and, yeah like it's you but, shouldn't
1: do it it's not cool but, but i don't think but the rest
0: there was nothing really done on like the uefa side like mm-hmm. the referees or or bot or, or you know officials or anything and it was so by the time baragi <clears throat> excuse me sets up for a particular corner um it escalates to the point where something small it seemed like like a series of cups falls down but i think what something else has hit him hits him like the i see the rumor going out that it was a vape pen but something small and like harder yeah um and it cuts him on the back of the head and he's got like very dramatic blood pouring down mm-hmm. like he's fine but that's not really a situation that the officials the officials shouldn't be letting it get to that point is my yeah like so obviously obviously like the fans are idiots the ones who did that mm-hmm. and like should be thrown out for that obviously yeah i mean it's obviously a wrong thing to do <laughs> um but i don't know why it was let i don't know why they they were able to get to the point where they could do it for like 15 minutes every time there was a corner mm-hmm. when i mean they should have stopped the game in the first case and been like if you do this again we're gonna properly stop the game like they do you know in Concacaf calf for like homophobic chants or whatever Yeah, like there's people si- throw piss bags yeah, the yeah there's a thing in place for that though yeah. there's like a plan in place and they just didn't they just sort of let it happen like mm-hmm. i get it's hard to keep people to from throwing small things onto the field and it's a small Stadium really mm-hmm. close to it's the really pitch. Really close to the pitch, which Just, made it kind of an interesting, fun occasion, it was I think. Fun. I felt
1: like the That's fans were
0: the, yeah, it was fitting for the conference league. Mm-hmm. I d we'll get I want to get back to like not understanding like the the restrictions they put on like fan supporters from both sides. Yeah. Because there were like empty seats. It was furious. It's yeah, but it's we'll get but, but anyway. I thought the officials sort of let let this situation
1: down here mm-hmm. and d- didn't need to get to the point where it did. Yeah. And I get that you see bottles or like Small plastics, mm-hmm. thrown at players in at least at least one game in every league every week. Mostly right, like, France, yeah. France loved to do you it. You know, France actually like, had to
0: put nets up by the corner flags mm-hmm. in a lot of stadiums this year.
1: Marseille, yeah. <laughs> Marseille are notorious. Yeah,
0: play, like how many times uh, in this nice. fall did we see games get stopped for this? Yeah. like, then, Hyatt got beamed in the head
1: earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, but at, at, one at uh, what was that? at nice,
0: that was at maybe nice, yeah, yeah it was at the nice. derby.
1: Mm-hmm. It's one thing when it's plastic, empty cups, and it's like, okay, it's shitty, and it isn't appropriate, and it shouldn't be allowed, and like you should do something. But game can keep going because it's Mm -hmm. not going to hurt the player. It's not terrible. I mean, wasn't it against West Ham that Kevin De Bruyne caught the cup or whatever that was thrown at him? I think that was against West Ham in the league. So it's like, you see it every once in a while, right? But... Usually the think, game keeps going, but when you're throwing things like a vape, first yeah. of all, I think there is a cost money. Why, just <laughs> yeah, I know on the he's gonna regret that. later. Yeah. I think, like, but, because if it was
0: like one or two cups, but like the volume of the cups volume being thrown, yeah, there should have been a moment, a pause mm-hmm. where the ref, you know, goes over or asks the players. The West Ham players to go because eventually after the Baragi incident, mm-hmm. like Rice and I think somebody else went
1: over and were like, "Fucking chill, like don't do this." Yeah, I and remember watching the racing and everybody's like, "Oh my god, is Rice about to fight Baragi?" <laughs> no, he no, like, no. Just looked so aggravated and like ready to fight. Like he did. Yeah. I don't think when he first went over, I think he thought didn't notice the cod. And yeah, yeah, what yeah. So it, for-
0: like, I just think it it was allowed to escalate and it didn't need to. Yeah. basically. And I don't know why these things are in place if they're
1: just gonna ignore them. Yeah, um, um, and like, this UEFA needs to do a better job again. Completely, I mean, it's, yeah. UEFA gonna really have to look at fan behavior this yeah. summer. I mean, we've seen it with you say throughout the country. West, like, West the Ham con- was West Ham supporters were
0: actually the victim of something, and and at a at a yeah before the game, right at a at a bar after a the game at AZ. I was thinking, oh, in Altmar last yeah. round, I heard that support a section of supporters like a. Like a mm-hmm. hundred supporters tried to like get into the West Ham yeah, family that section. Yeah, one really,
1: really big guy it was. Yeah.
0: Just like... Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, uh. God, I can't remember his name. Um. Nope. up. Yeah, he, M- he has like a funny, very English like bloke name. Yeah. Like nickname. Um. What the fuck is his name?
1: It's called the Fat
0: West Ham. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's that the cool. Fat West Ham dude. Nolsey. that's his. Nolzy, yeah. Nolzy. Yeah. Uh, that's just like the most football, English football supporter name,
1: nickname of all time. Yeah. Nosey. I, yeah. Nosey. Yeah. So this isn't like a West Ham fans were bad. Like, I mean, they were in this case, but it's a, gen- a handful oh. of fans were bad. And it happens. Yeah. But and there's got to there be. an incident before the game, apparently. No, really? Which, yeah. I didn't that, even see that. Uh, the police were calling like a few Fiorentina fans who mm. got in a fight with some West Ham fans at a cafe or yeah. bar or something. And Happen it's like...
0: at football supporters, there's always stupid ones in every like but yeah. there
1: has to be we have they have these systems in place to avoid
0: that happening and it I think they or at least to to prevent yeah especially the, at the stadium we a ramp up of it the and they down. didn't do a good job. Yeah. But anyway that all played um we'll say Baragi looked pretty cool with that did with that blood cool. pouring down him. Yeah. Um it suited him. Um but it was sort of uh was it seemed emblematic of the the way the first half played out in general. Mm. Uh, which was I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping for an improved game from the Europa League final we watched. I thought a little more football would be played. Yeah. And I'd say we finally did get what we wanted, but it took sixty minutes.
1: Yeah. Uh, it took I uh, felt like play picked up in the second half, particularly yeah. from Fiorentina in the first half, I still think the, the pace of play half, there yeah. there didn't seem like
0: I think the game needed a goal to really especially uh, if as it went against Fiorentina, I think this was something to talk about more in the macro with them, but I, they did look like they didn't play. <clears throat> excuse me, with the pace that they're capable of yeah. in attack, like they move the ball around, they spread it out, they spread West Ham out, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but a lot of it I didn't think was up to their like the best version of their tempo, um, which is when they're really dangerous in breaking teams down, and if they don't move the ball fast enough, they're sort of prone to like putting useless crosses into the box at volume or hitting shots from outside the box at volume Um, and which is especially difficult when you know they started Luka Jovic and they're bringing Cabral off the bench neither of whom are have like historic prowess in the box in the air
1: yeah I mean Jovic is a very very good poacher that's kind of his his shtick but yeah you're right in the air on high crosses is not especially when you got Sumad Aguard in there yeah just heading them away every time I'm about to make a terrible comparison because mm-hmm. I'm going to compare him to, to uh, Andrea Belotti at Torino, who mm-hmm. is definitely not as famous a player as Luka Jovic is, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the same type of, they're great on low crosses and balls that are like around like chest to knee height. They're really good at getting their foot on balls in different difficult situations and directing it goalward. But mm-hmm. when you just ask them to head at home, sure. That's not going to be their strength. What did you think about starting Jovic today? I he didn't... came,
0: he started in the first half. He came on like, and uh, he came off at halftime. Or uh, what's his name? Cabral. Cabral, Yeah. I wonder if that was... I didn't like it. Do you think that was a response from... Do you think that was planned? Do you think he was like, I'm going to get forty like fresh 45 minutes from both strikers? And then, you know, in case we go to extra time, like Cabral will have only played half the match. Or was it a response to them being kind of lackadaisical in the first half? I
1: think it... I think it was a response to them being more lackadaisical just because Jovic had one opportunity in the first half. And I think... Mm -hmm. That was, he wasn't really involved
0: much in the yeah in the
1: play, uh, and that's one of the issues. That's one of the things that was separates. He crying on the bench. He was. <laughs> that wasn't even that was they weren't even that wasn't to even like fair, when they were about to lose. That was like midway through the match. He did break his nose. Oh, he did. I mean, with the amount of blood that was pouring out of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Broke. He got yeah. he definitely. So was he him. did. Yeah, so we Nico. should say we kind of, mm. uh, Nico put in a wonderful cross mm. and it's headed by Kwame. It's a great save by Kwame Brown. Ariola, who palms it kind of back in front and Jovic ends up getting low with his head. heading Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. as he's going down, um, was that Aguard who was kind of like reaching around to try to put his foot there? Mm. Not a foul at all. Um, Mateo tried to suggest at first that it might have been another object from the crowd. Like, yeah. Fuck
0: you, Mateo. <laughs> keep your keep your uh keep your one-sidedness in
1: your pocket. Jovich as he's going down, looks like he ends up just kind of face planting into where mm. it's foot it's as it's hitting the ground. So it's like creating like a real hard stopping point. Huge bummer. And it just like kind of smacks his nose. So that might also have factored into the substitution is like mm-hmm. if his nose was that busted up, which it looked like it was, that mm-hmm. it would uh necessitate him coming off. Can't really like breathe really mm-hmm. through it or anything. Um, but they looked way more dynamic with Cabral in there because he can come between the lines. He can kind of open things up and create space for the wingers. And it's a much better passer than Jovic. Uh, we'll see that later in the game, obviously, uh, as we'll talk about some of the opportunities they had in the second half. But yeah, I think they should have gone with Cabral from the start. I feel like he separated himself the second half of the season from yep. Jovic and should just be the and guy. Jovic has kind days. of been...
0: I wonder if it was like a cupkeeper kind of thing. Jovic has kind of been... Mm-hmm. A starter more like in the conference in these conference league games pretty yeah. regularly. So I wonder if it was just like a like uh how boy went with Ariola sticks so. with Ariola even though it's final and Dubravka yeah. is this is the yeah. starter in the
1: Maybe, I don't know I don't know I didn't really like it. I think the other thing we should talk about from a Fiorentina selection is that Vili was injured. He got hurt in the last game, mm-hmm. and he was expected to start. Now I don't think there's a huge drop off between him and manja they kind of alternate a lot um but manja was terrible i thought <laughs> i thought he was really really bad he missed a great opportunity which mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about in a second but just overall i thought he had a really poor game yeah and sure. if you have the opportunity to start Castrovili, maybe that injects that like pace and energy mm-hmm. that we're used to seeing from fiorentina but yeah it just wasn't there from and- the lineup point of view the only thing that that West Ham really had
0: really was you know expected to rotate it all was we wondered about the wing backs or the the right mm-hmm. and left back um yeah Moyes ends up going with Emerson and Soufal Soufal was a little bit of a surprise because we've seen a lot of Cresswell there yeah. who's a little more defensive and you thought Moyes maybe would have uh opted for you know that sort of that sort of move but mm-hmm. instead he goes with a slightly more progressive Soufal who um I suppose maybe his thinking is to you know, find a little more outlet. Um, once you know winning back possession. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, it didn't really matter that he and Emerson aren't the most defensive-minded of their center back choices or, you know, wing back choices with uh, Presswell and and Carrer on the bench.
1: Um, and I do want to say Emerson, I thought had a really good game as well. Yeah, um, I thought really he good. was pretty dynamic. He looked like he was getting the better of Dodo mm-hmm. a lot of times where he was kind of forcing him to shift off of Ben Rama and come pick him up as he went down the wing because Nico Gonzalez is a complete defense, but like, God forbid. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought Emerson did a great Nico job. had
0: some, I, Nico is probably other than Amrabat. He's maybe been their best player. In I think the last few months, right? I think since, in every competition since the World Cup, I think he's just but been their best player. He's got to fire. fucking stop diving so much, man. He's driving me crazy. Man. Yeah, he's all rolling all over the all over the pitch today. Mm-hmm. He's driving me nuts. But he's a really brilliant player,
1: so I don't want to criticize him too much. But I fucking sick I would of it. like to see him I'm get sick it of it. to maybe not this year, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one more year if you're in Tina. Um, but then a move to like a slightly bigger club, Atalanta. Be a maybe fit. it would be a fun fit i was thinking maybe over in like spain like crossing that. into hoyland oh that would be nice i, I was thinking you want to like, a, like a Villarreal. oh yeah, yeah yeah or somewhere like that like kind of betis betis somewhere that's gonna fight for champions sure, league instead yeah. of fighting for the yeah. conference league spots yeah fair enough i'd like to see him make him uh, there but
0: anyway let's we get a little off track here let's yes. get back let's get to the opening goal of the game mm-hmm. um it's a ben rama penalty that he scores in the 62nd minute the penalty is given before um, but it's not given on the pitch, correct? It's uh basically what happens is Bowen is in the side inside the box.
1: He uh he sort of chests it, um down. It's at, from a uh throw-in too, right? So it Bowen's way past all the defenders. Oh. It looks like they almost is it, isn't forget it, that you can be off can't be offside. Yeah, but... he does a really nice job of directing it towards goal
0: with his chest, mm-hmm. and uh and Biragi, slightly caught off guard, turns to try to defend it. And what he ends up doing is sort of guiding it forward with his fist, yeah, towards goal, towards his keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, VAR motions the ref to go look at it and gives it as a penalty, which was pretty obviously going to happen. Yeah, once VAR said it, I do think, you know, there and there's a lot of debate last week about the no call from VAR on the on the potential handball, the Sevilla handball in the box. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think if this one was a little more callable. I mean the last one could have gone either way in the yeah in your league. I think this one would be hard to ignore because not only because like his hand you could definitely argue it's a natural position. Yeah in his turn the only the issue is that he moves it out of a dangerous area with his hand. I think if he didn't like guide it towards his goalkeeper. Then there's more of an argument there. It's just so unfortunate, though, because
1: yeah, and his arm is defend... also yeah. right on top of uh, Bowen's arm. So yeah. like, it's just Bowen that, that he's lifting his arm in a natural yeah. running motion. Yeah, and Baron's. It's unlucky because he's in... not
0: he's not you know doing it deliberately. Obviously, no, and it's, and not... it's not in a crazy position. It's yeah. just the fact that he uses his hand to move it out of a dangerous place for Bowen, mm-hmm. which is the diff the, the fine margins here. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely a penalty, and it's just so unfortunate for him because. You know, he was doing some stuff before, um, mm-hmm. you know, he obviously got smacked in the head. <laughs> um, it's very unlucky for him because there's not there's not all that. I mean, he doesn't defend it great from the throw, mm-hmm. but once he's on the turn, you know, there's not much you can do live in real time. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of switched off for a moment on the throw and they they're punished for it because Ben Rama, um, you know, solidified his spot as their penalty taker this season. Um, he's had a really nice uh, last couple of months, yeah. um, and a uh, nice moment for him to step up uh, and take the penalty, and yeah, as soon as the, that happened, Fiorentina, like, finally kick into gear. They, it they was, pull it
1: into drive, shift it into drive. It's one of those where it's 100% a penalty, especially once it's sent down to VAR. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always being called. You can clearly see it hits the hand yeah. and bounces. Was never it's never a not pretty big that, yeah. direction change, but it's also one of those where, like, oh my god, is that a sucks, fair yeah. result. Because it's an opportunity. Sucks. It's not an opportunity, right? Uh, Bowen yeah, surrounded Bowen's, by yeah, four... But he could get a shot off
0: maybe you know? Like I don't
1: think... I mean, this is nitpicking, right? But the way the ball's coming off, it's yeah. going to go right but he's, into... Yeah, it's because Ryanieri's he's
0: controlled, speed, but... but it's because he's controlled the ball. Mm-hmm. With, and he's directing it towards goal into yeah. an attacking move. Doesn't mean, like, he's going to score. But yeah. because of this situation, oh yeah, it's that Muraki put it, yeah. Then does, yeah. yeah. There's nothing really. But it's just one it of those it's unfortunate where when you're you're like,
1: oh my god. But
0: I was I was relieved because I did think like somebody needed to do something in this game to like mm-hmm. wake wake up. And Fiorentina woke up immediately. To their credit, they all of a sudden were playing their usual pacey stuff, mm-hmm. um, moving West Ham defenders all over the place, and it only takes them five minutes to respond. Uh, and it's Bonaventura, very nice moment for him, um, who scores an absolute beauty of a goal.
1: Yeah, this was one of the few times Emerson made a mistake today. Gets beat by uh, Nico Gonzalez in the area on a mm-hmm. header, and the ball falls to Bonaventura, who just—it's a beautiful. He shot. takes a so-
0: touch. He takes a touch that sort of puts it's it a, up. Yeah. Um. On and controls it, and then he—I guess you would call it like a half volley or something from that from that looping touch. And He just buries it in the opposite
1: bottom corner. It's, it's a,
0: such a good finish.
1: It's got good speed on it. It's it, fantastic quality it from it him. Hits the side netting. Really nice goal. Nothing Ariel can do about it. Yeah, it's, very cool. Bonaventura, even now, still has some of those. I feel like every goal he scores, you're like, wow, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it is great to see him still like contributing at such a high level mm-hmm. to a team. As he's a player, I have a very, you know, soft spot for given yeah. his standout play for the Banta era Milan Club. (laughs) And to see him still succeeding at Fiorentina at a relatively high level is yeah. I really like watching it because he's been so so good this year. Yeah. And to do it on the European scale too, I think it's really nice to see a player of his quality get some of the recognition that he deserves at this. Yeah, it was a good moment for him.
0: Mm -hmm. Um and then Fiorentina for the next like 15 minutes or so really look like they're in the ascendancy and that they're gonna find that winner. Um, there was a period there after they scored that goal um, where they were really attacking. They were really pressuring. West West Ham looked a little shook in the back line. Um, And then, you know, they had that big chance in the 71st Um, that in the end could have been the difference in the game.
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, we mentioned Mondragora had a bad miss. This was it. The ball comes into Cabral. And this is where the cabral versus jovic difference I thought really, is most uh, noticeable is that Cabral takes it. He sees he doesn't have a shot. And that's where Jovic would take the shot. Uh, He's just more of a natural striker, wants to score first. Cabral takes it, sees he doesn't have the opportunity to turn, take the shot, plays it back to Mandragora, who has a lot of space. It's almost unmarked. And he sends it just wide. Yeah, what is he post. like
0: 10 yards out or something? Maybe Yeah, he's in the
1: box just inside the box 10, 12 yards somewhere between the six and, yeah. the, and the 18 with one defender in between him and the goal. But they're like, yeah, at like the five yards. So like, and it's one thing not to score
0: there. It's another thing to miss the goal. Like he had to hit the target. He had to force just... that. Like he had to force Areola to make a big save there. If yeah. it was going to stay out and he did not hit the target Is a, is a, it's a really big chance. Um, and even though Fiorentina still played pretty well for the next for the rest of the regulation, I feel like that was their mo- like that period, um, mm-hmm. before where after the equalizer where West Ham was sort of unsettled, they had that big chance. That was like that was their moment, mm-hmm. um, and after that, this West Ham was sort of able to gain some stability back, um and we looked kind of destined for extra time after about the set after about 75 80 minutes in
1: yeah after about the 75th minute a yeah, lot the of they got stability yeah Fiorentina went back to having possession without a ton of opportunities yeah and we should credit David Moyes it went to like a back 7 essentially <laughs> for large portions of the game in the first half and the second half yeah and, and it- they
0: needed it in this period to to mm. to to find that stabilization um, and then, yeah, we look destined for extra time. The chances sort of fizzled up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then West Ham were just able to create a moment of real quality. Um, like on the Bonaventura goal, where uh, it, it's it's sort of it's they sort of progress it through the midfield, but kind of sloppily, like, like takes a deflection, but it ends up at the feet of Paqueta, who then sends a through ball through Fiorentina's high line. Uh, and Jared, Jared Bowen runs in on goal. Um, and Terraciano gets a piece of it, but isn't able to stop it. Um, basically, Baragi, Baragi, I think, is the last to step up to try to put him offside um, and just isn't able to get him in time. And then I don't know. Was it Dodo who's trying is, the, I think is it's, the only chance of catching him? But Bowen and seeing people are like, why don't you just take him down and take the red there? I don't think he's catching him. <laughs> like, I think yeah. he's far He gets Bowen gets enough of it. Like a running start that dude just dive. Like, yeah. Like, just go. Oh, American football Yeah. Player, yeah player. Like get the ankles. Yeah. Um, it was, I just didn't, it, it, you know, and also in real time, uh, it's hard to sort of think that way, mm-hmm. especially cause that's not really Fiorentina's style of play.
1: Yeah. It's so it, like shit house people. It's you know? not what you're trained to do right. either. So it's, and it happens like so that. fast.
0: And Bo Bowen is so fast that I think that's a tough ask. Um, but, you know, they sort of live and die by that Italiano high line. Mm-hmm. And it ends up costing them um, somewhat poetically. Um, and I think a factor here... You know, I was listening to Nikki Bandini on the on the uh, Guardian Football Weekly pod the other day. And she brought up a point that uh, Fiorentina just played a lot of fucking games this season. Like, this is their 60 or 61st game or something. This see like a crazy amount. West Ham's played a lot, too. Mm-hmm. But not quite as many. Things like, in the 50s. So... Um, Be remiss not to consider uh, the fatigue factor here, Um, especially you know when Fiorentina sort of ran out of sharpness in like the seventy fifth, eightieth minute, and you know little tiny things like Boraggi being slightly late to step up there, um, in their well drilled high line. Like there's just little things like that. was that Baragi who was late? Stepping I, think, up? It I was. think it was. I think, I think it right. was, which is tough for him. Yeah, the he other defenders because he's are... the captain and he's had such a good season. Yeah, and he got hit in the head. <laughs> you know, like, you don't. He does That seemed unfair that he was the guy that, that ended up, you know, getting the handball and then this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the breaks, man. That's that was football the ball for you. And uh, full credit to Paqueta and Bowen for that goal. It was really, really high quality moment. It's like a perfect perfect through ball for Paqueta and you know he had took him a few months to settle in the fall after his move Mm -hmm. um so nice for him to to you know become sort of essential to the team this spring and like end up having this moment and Jared Bowen too who was so good last year almost made the England squad for the World Cup and then just really struggled for long stretches to score as did much of the team (laughs) this year so now he's like, you know, now he goes down as an all time
1: West Ham great just automatically. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's there now, also their all time European goal scorer. Hilarious. Tied with uh, Antonio.
0: And yeah, I mean, that's a moment that West Ham fans, you know, what we talked about, this is so good about the competition, is that
1: these aren't teams that win things, you know? No. Yeah. So it's nice when well, you have, we say that, but West Ham have won more than their local rivals, Arsenal. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> so in Europe. Yeah. Um, and they're not teams that are that are accustomed to being on the stage, even if it's the third,
0: you know, competition. Yeah. Um it's they, still, they a, still won a European trophy. And I mean, who knows when West Ham will ever have an opportunity to win anything ever again. Yeah. So this is this is a and yeah, yes, they finished in 14th this year. Their squad is not fourteenth in the Premier League on paper. They're
1: they should be a top half team. Yeah. It, Obviously, they struggled with injuries, and people were criticized integrating. To, yeah, the new signings, like, David Moyes, different team people in. were a little. Yeah, I don't want to say. We should, we
0: should talk about David moise We should talk about David moise David Moyes played over coast over a thousand football matches. Matches. That's crazy. That's and this is his first trophy. <laughs> this is first trophy yeah. ever. Yeah, that's crazy. I think he lost an FA Cup final with Everton. Oh, man. um, he's never won a trophy she <laughs> um, really isn't that out. Funny, I love that. Uh, but you know, from him, he he did such an amazing job with Everton for ten years. Uh, Max, he won a community shield, <laughs> and then you know he he'd been sort of hand selected by Ferguson to be his heir apparent. They didn't mm-hmm. have a great year, but he, they only he only got one year to really. So that was, yeah. always felt harsh on him. And then he just wandered in the wilderness and looked like he had just sort of been cooked, and you know been evolved past in a lot of ways um and for even though they had a shit domestic season this year for him to have come in like first he like keeps them out of a regulation battle then he qualifies them for europe back-to-back years makes a europa league semifinal last year wins the conference league final this year this is really is sort of like it's to have a crowning achievement this deep i think he's the oldest when this league started anyway this season he's the oldest manager in the league Mm -hmm. uh in the premier league so this is really nice uh for a guy like that a you know a long term guy and the same and and same for sort of like a Mendilibar type mm-hmm. uh with Sevilla to have these guys who were um not cut not guys who got to manage the biggest teams mm-hmm. um with the exception of that one united year yeah you know they don't they don't get to be in these sorts of situations very much and i think it's a probably very validating um and a lovely experience for those guys um, we saw him dancing to 500 miles, and the yeah. it looks like he never learned how to dance because he's never had a reason to dance before. So then he's just like mm, 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 mm. that, and he did sort of like the Jose run down the touchline after the Bowen winner,
1: which is objectively a cute thing, hilarious, you
0: know? yeah. hilarious. Um. And so I mean, it's like as a as a Spurs supporter, I don't want to like root for West Ham ever, but I feel like this team is hard not to find some likability for and some happiness for
1: um and the supporters too I mean it it's is, just a cool moment you also, feel with the exception of Zuma yeah a pretty likable <laughs> squad yeah that's I what mean. I mean Declan rice seems like a pretty good guy Paqueta had such a tough time when he first came to Europe with Milan and has yeah Bowen turned seems into like a, a really nice really, really great player uh Bowen seems like a great guy Antonio seems yeah like a everyone
0: guy. who's not a big kicker of cats yeah they all' get great don't
1: guy. cats uh I think Ariola it's something about him rose me the wrong way and i can't nail it down isn't
0: he a loney
1: anyway yeah is it uh he's or did french, he right so or, that might be why yeah yeah well that's never good yeah you never like a french no um we apologize to all of our <laughs> yeah, massive yeah. french audience uh, in i don't know
0: it just it, it, the whole thing is just like reeked of wholesomeness mm-hmm. um and but on the other end we should we should say you have
1: to feel for uh is no longer on loan. he signed permanent hey! it was last year he was on loan. nice
0: you have to yeah. feel for Fiorentina too for kind of similar reasons mm-hmm. also because they've lost two cup finals in like three weeks <laughs> yeah
1: so Fiorentina in their bid to get back into Europe next year they, they have Kansas. they finished eighth mm-hmm. in Serie A one spot out of the conference league spot <laughs> they finished runners-up in the Coppa Italia Yep, and now they finish runners up in the conference league, and it looks like UEFA is not going to punish Juventus. They're Mm going to leave it to just the points deduction and not ban them from Europe. So, in addition to missing out by one spot on the field three times, they're also missing Mm -hmm. out by one spot in the courts. Yeah, for getting Europe, it's tough. And it's
0: gonna. It's hard not to like feel bummed about that. I imagine, but they have had such a successful season under. Italiano, who I wonder, did he manage his last game at the club? It actually
1: sounds, a lot of reports are saying that he Napoli. is going to stay. That oh? Napoli was the only place he would have moved to and they're not. I feel like his fit, his fit makes him. a lot of sense for
0: the Spalletti system there. Mm-hmm. Is Spalletti really just going to sit out for a year and come back? or is I think he actually- so. They're so. gonna let him do that,
1: I uh, yeah. I who think who the fuck wants to coach Napoli for one season? I think then? Napoli don't want to pay a buyout, <laughs> yeah. They're right, yeah. And they're cheap. Well, Spalletti still has one year left on his contract, so they're like not going to pay the buyout because mm-hmm. they don't want him to go to Juve or yeah. Milan or Inter, yeah. Yet. But who and... the fuck wants to manage a club for maybe only one year? Well, Spalletti won't come back to me. Oh, you don't think? No. Okay.
0: Because it made hard. it sound like, I want to take out and then maybe I'll come back next year.
1: But it sounds like it's just because he has one year left on okay. his contract. Sure, sure, sure. And Napoli don't want to pay. They're too for, cheap to buy out. In that case, and like... they'll just pay him a salary. Like, yeah. right? that- he has to retire yeah. and, like, not take the salary and sit out, which it sounds like is what he's going to do. But then if he comes back, Napoli would have the right to mm-hmm. sign him first um, sure. and could prevent him from going to another team. So if he just eats that year, then he can go wherever at the end of it, which mm-hmm. is what it sounds like he wants to do. Sure. Because I think Napoli are just terrified of him going to mm-hmm. UK. They really, really don't want to see him there. Fair enough. Uh, and if he, I could see like, if, you know, behind the scenes he's working on a deal to sign for a Premier League club or a Spanish club Napoli yeah. being like, okay yeah, we'll arrange the buyout stuff now and we'll uh-huh. have them pay the buyout uh, and like, whatever but it sounds like they just really, really don't want to go anywhere. Fair enough. Yeah. A-
0: anyway, I think Italiano would be a nice fit there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, from a footballing perspective, some young players, attacking football. Anyway, it will be interesting um, also
1: to see, see if he stays. Where Fiorentina go from here? Uh, obviously, Amrabat has some interest coming from all over. Amrabat's probably getting bought. West Ham was interested in him as a Rice replacement because they'll have yeah. a lot of money. Amrabat, Rice, Amrabat that... is definitely. Definitely going somewhere this summer, yeah. I think. I saw a quote, and I don't. This is this the time to capitalize him after the World Cup in the season. One hundred percent agree. I don't know if this actually came from his agent uh-huh. or if it's just like a rumor that's been going around, but supposedly somebody said Amrabat is not going to sign for West Ham. He wants to sign for a big club.
0: Makes sense.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't. I sign thought for West Ham were massive. Though, yeah, West, to the West Ham are massive. But great video.
0: Yeah. I think I wonder, uh, yeah. squad building is going to be important for them this summer. Mm-hmm. And you know, keeping Italiano for a year would be really nice. Italiano's just like done nothing but succeed each step up he takes, like from C- winning Serie C- D to winning Serie C- G to winning Serie C- B <laughs> or getting promoted at least from those leagues. I don't know if he won every single one. Yeah. Like, he was not yeah. keeping Spezia up, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. just like, he's,
1: I think he's just a great coach. Yeah. He's
0: just like, succeeded in every, at every single, each tier. Mm-hmm. And he's gone on kind of he's gone on the proper progression.
1: He he's me, never had a
0: big failure, and so I mean he looks like he's ready for a
1: top six club. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Deserbi in mm-hmm. that they have both managers who have done superb with these mid table clubs and just put them in the right spot mm-hmm. with the right team and the right backing, mm-hmm. and they will move into that conversation for yeah. like elite and he's managers. Young,
0: he's like he's, forty three.
1: Yeah, I mean, Italy's just pumping out managers right now, dude. Like. We want to I mean, pump they, you up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean they always pump out managers in Italy, but right now feels like a looking b- good right. Really now. Good yeah. Group there's just sort of through. like Sciago motta. There's this new
0: school too, which is kind mm-hmm. of fun.
1: Yeah. Like
0: the way like the new school of German managers came out in like the mid- the knots. Mm-hmm. It's a new era of like progressive Italian,
1: you know. Yeah. It's great to see. It's really good I think for the league as well. Yeah. Uh so new it, school calcio. It also sounds like Comisa wants to invest heavily. Uh, Rocco Canisto, the really? owner of Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, Because his main goal was to build a stadium, yeah. right? And that's never going want to build a stadium. Happen. Sounds like that ever is, <laughs> might never
0: happen. Uh So he said... They're not allowed to touch the old crumbling stadium. Yeah. Because it's history. Story. Yeah. <laughs> so he's... <laughs> famous old stadium. He really
1: crumbling he down. has a lot of money. And yeah. he looks like he really he wants it. to invest. I mean, he's an Italian-American guy. So he, you know, wants to be able to connect to the locals.
0: Bippity-boppity. And,
1: you know, uh, we could, I think, we could see Fiorentina maybe try to take the place of Atalanta in the Roma. future, Roma. If things are going poorly, Um it's that third Jose year. Look out! Yeah, bring back the original seven sisters. yeah uh, But I can't keep track of which sisters are which. Dude. I know they're going in and out. That's of the ridiculous. Napoli, kind of Parma. Ridiculous! Fiorentina. You're not allowed to
0: change. Yeah. You're not allowed to change. Five of them are very consistent. <laughs> You're
1: not. Well, there you go. Five sisters. Yeah, but and yeah, two so,
0: stepchildren.
1: It'll be interesting to see where they go. I think Amrabat should leave this summer. I agree; it's the yeah. time to catch out for to him catch, as well. Twenty six for sure; the time to catch. Uh, could see a big move. I've heard rumors from lots of the Premier League clubs. Oh yeah, PSG. Every top half Premier League are, club is going to be that frothing at the mouth. Yeah, PSG. Who oh, like they're stop. trying to redo their midfield? Yeah, I think he'd fit really. They well got there, just though. got like, Ugarte. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if they. Uh, he doesn't. Guarte is not. Like, don't do the, the same Defensive. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but verazzi though I mean, maybe if verazzi leaves yeah it, so. verazzi's probably gonna leave yeah uh, uh spain to like an atletico depending on who they get in atletico would be fun yeah um maybe one of the champions league clubs in spain but we'll see he feels like he's probably leaving italy though yeah perhaps um, probably most likely yeah just because of the money that
0: they're able and to he throw seems around to want to
1: cash out on his performances yeah and i was gonna say maybe would be willing to take a slightly smaller team if they're able to pay more. I was going to say Villa but they did just grab uh Tilleman mm-hmm. so they probably wouldn't be in And for looks both. like they're getting Oxley Chamberlain as well. Yeah, which but was- he's
0: he was only healthy to play two games a year so
1: that's fair it's, it's,
0: he's like a culture guy yeah. he's like a nice guy to have in your locker room you know he's not yeah. like a guy you expect to play
1: yeah but uh, here at tina i think for reloading i think they're in a really good spot they have tons of depth in the midfield yeah maybe they need to invest in and maybe they'll like, get like 50 job. million for about this summer. yeah that's not that's gonna help mm-hmm. if um, they're able to hold on nico gonzalez as well that yeah. front line should be good uh mm-hmm. definitely need to find a new backup because jovic loan should be ending and he fucking sucks yeah <laughs> um and then i would definitely look at a younger midfielder to try to bring in yeah. as well but wonder if they can upgrade no offense
0: to cabral but they really need some production in front I of. and you can't just like bring in another fiorentina blavich like
1: that's not possible but they yeah. but maybe i kind of i think cabral in the second half of the season i would have agreed with you in january yeah second half of the season i'm back on the cabral scor- I, I mean they scored a lot the second half of the season so I, yeah. but you know that it I think it's just having a guy like Nico Gonzalez, a yeah. winger, a winger that can score. It can be difficult. And in, they uh, didn't have that in yeah. the first half.
0: It could be difficult Gonzalez- though to, like, in especially in games like this. We saw this and the and the Copa Italia final, mm-hmm. where, you know, they're they're not really going to beat you one nil probably, <laughs> just <laughs> because of the way they play. So they got to score two goals in a game yeah. like this, and when the well drives up, like who you,
1: who are you going to? Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, everyone has a Holland. We know a, this. Not everyone a, has a Kane. But a though. Not everyone has a Benzema. But sometimes, yeah, a yeah. would make a lot of sense. Yeah. West Ham have a lot more depth at striker than Fiorentina. Yeah. And Skamanko seems really like that. to That's be it. having some difficulties adjusting to the league. So maybe, yeah. you know, send him think, back well, over. He's, and
0: he's not the the ac- accurate profile for Moyes either, really. Mm-hmm. Which Mikhail Antonio actually publicly talked <laughs> that about. was, kind of was of a little arched. weird. Harsh. I don't think he meant it to be,
1: but it sounded really hard. Yeah, uh, um, let's talk about West Ham quickly too, as like where yeah, they go. Obviously, skamaka has been rumored to maybe be on mm-hmm. his way out if just for a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, midfield, Declan Rice seems like he's gone. One hundred percent big money move there, though. Probably that a lot of money Arsenal
0: pass. or United,
1: mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah, do have we seen anybody that for a hundred millions have linked to? <laughs> um, no. Okay. I mean, <laughs> attacking wise,
0: they, they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. This I mean, group seems like like it took them a year to work through their squad, resquad, you know, mm-hmm. freshening. But their first eleven is like one of is a good enough for you know a top half of the league challenge. Yeah. And even it's going to be tough though to make top seven from now on, just because there are there's already like a financial big seven in the Premier League now, mm-hmm. and plus Villa is in really good shape. Plus Brighton is in really good shape, like there's it's tough to find the window in right now. Um, so I mean they might just have to keep winning the conference league. Yeah. <laughs> they'll yeah. be in the Europa League next year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they finish third in that group, yeah, I mean they'll be a top one
1: team too, which helps a lot yeah. for getting out of those groups. Um, just some of the guys that have been linked, apparently according to this one website, is Harvey Barnes, James Wood, sure. Prouse looking for another English uh-huh. midfielder. Uh, James Wood Press would make
0: a lot of sense for them because of you know they're. They like to score from set pieces. Mm-hmm. Who's
1: better at set pieces than James Word Literally at nobody. Least in the UK, nobody. I'm not
0: sure. I think he's,
1: yeah, he's like like, statistically the best free might kick be, taker in the world. There might be some guy in the second tier in Romania. Yeah. Certain at them, but yeah. In the top five leagues, the best free kick
0: taker in terms of accuracy, at least yeah. uh, shots on target.
1: Yeah. I think it was uh, Dia on Stellanitano was the only mm-hmm. one that was even close to him. Yeah. So he's pretty good. Yeah, that would that would be an interesting move. He's um, worth having on your team just as a set piece specialist. Like
0: that's how like accurate and valuable that is. Yeah. Like I, mean, I think he should have been on the England team in the World Cup just because of that. Yeah, just I, to bring in for specialty set pieces. Yeah. I do think
1: West Ham needs too bad you can't check in and out like basketball. <laughs> you can check in for the set piece and check yeah. back out. Ironically, I think West Ham need more improvements and changes than Fiorentina do. Um just because I don't just think the they is have so as, hard to, you know. Yeah, and I don't think they have as many. Their system is As Fiorentina do, like Fiorentina yeah. have a lot of good young players who might be yeah. able to take that step. And worse. even though this
0: was a great achievement for Moyes, like there's still legitimate questions I think about how far his current how at yeah. this stage of his career what this play style can mm-hmm. take you to. Obviously, he just won a trophy, so that sounds stupid to say, but in the league, that's going to be as competitive as it is moving forward at mm-hmm. the top. Like, yeah. how well, do you think, how do you can how do you fight for Europe?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, with just, I don't know so, if you can. Especially with, I think they could finish top half, but I don't think they could finish in top seven. of like the traditional six, like Liverpool, like they're about to go in transition. Tottenham clearly are with whatever mm-hmm. it's going on with Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Newcastle having new investment, Brighton getting European soccer, Villa and with Emery. Villa, yeah. I don't see what the path
0: is in like top just, seven
1: playing the way they do. Mm-hmm. I just There's don't think there is one. So many, and in for West Ham it feels like you have to be fighting for seventh. Yeah. Versus Fiorentina, it's like there was that
0: window of, where like Arsenal hadn't rebounded yet Mm -hmm. uh you know Chelsea was back and forth between being good and a mess United was in that holy phase and that was when you saw teams like Leicester almost qualifying for top four saw West Ham sneak into top seven two years in a row like that was Mm -hmm. the period and now I think there's too many big teams with so much money and are are in such strong Mm -hmm. like positions like Chelsea's can't be worse than this year (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i kind of forgot about chelsea yeah
0: too. tottenham is the o- tottenham and chelsea are the only ones that are kind of like actively in transition right now mm-hmm. i mean if there's, there's i think time... it's just harder to break in the top seven from now on is my point yeah so, i if... do
1: think you know it's also it's different also than a league like italy where there is a very structured top uh-huh. seven right now where yeah, Fiorentina is. come eighth and you're like that's a good year yeah. like every thing. it's hard for them to break in eighth, top seven right too. there it's yeah it's like a huge barrier it's
0: like always the eighth best team yeah versus in yeah. england
1: where seventh has historically been kind of like a Up in grass. and out yeah it's been something plus there wasn't a european seventh used to be like the joke is everton would always finish in seventh and miss europe, miss or europe go yeah. to qualifiers and yeah like yeah knock yeah. Out. yeah
0: seventh is the everton place
1: yeah so now west ham want to be in that spot and i think they mm-hmm. are aiming a little higher than maybe fiorentina are mm-hmm. and so for them the transition and the uh, players they bring in need yeah, to but be with new slightly higher now. quality. Yeah. but it's just
0: I don't, there is a question. I think a fairer question mm-hmm. to it's say true. how far Moyes can take them in that sense now. But mm-hmm. he be should sure be celebrated. You should be celebrated for this run. He's done an amazing job, um to to an extent. And yeah, they deserve this. And that's yeah. not the time now to worry about
1: yeah, Moyes. It's it's the future at the club. What he's
0: done. He's earned another year. <laughs> he just won them the first. Yeah. European I mean, trophy and overseen probably the best years so.
1: era in maybe club history. Modern definitely club, club history Modern club sure. history. Yeah,
0: definitely. In the last like 40 years for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is unbelievable to say, but yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah.
1: Well, should we do um, um the conference league obviously announced their player of the season Uh uh-huh. that went to Declan Rice. I think it's hard to argue against best the best team player on the team that won. Yeah. Yep. Uh, their team of the year was Alphonse Areola. Definitely in the conversation. Sure, I not guess. a bad choice. I uh, guess. Not many goalkeepers stood out. Hits from Basel would be in the conversation, but Areola was definitely a little better. Their back line, Dan and Doy from Basel. I think that's a great shout. Mm-hmm. Milankovic, Aguerd, and Varagi. I think, sure. again... Kind of hard to argue that was it's a pretty good pick. Yeah, sure. Um midfield was Diop from love, Basel. Love that Paqueta and Rice. Makes sense. I do think Rinders from AZ should have been sure. in there for somebody, maybe maybe second team. Yeah. yeah. Uh he and Bonaventura, I think definitely were close to being in that team. Two guys that mm-hmm. I would honorable mention for the team. I think team it's of like whoever
0: won would have gotten those spots probably in mm-hmm. that game.
1: Yeah. Uh in front line, Nico Gonzalez, Mikel Antonio, Jared Bowen. Gonzalez Antonio were definitely shoe ins before this game. Uh-huh. Anyway, Bowen scored the yeah. competition winning goal. Yeah, hard to argue. You could maybe point to like Ishak on, um, like Paasenin or Antuni. And Duny from Basel had a great mm-hmm. year as well. Love me some Ishak. Um, those guys definitely worthy of a shout. But again, hard to argue with Bowen. Yeah. Uh, oh, Hugo Koipers as well. I Forgot he had such a yeah. good year. Um.
0: And I do think, I think, uh, never fear about this being the last episode. We're going to do one more next week Yeah, um, where we sort of look at the competitions as a whole, um, maybe revisit some moments and look on to next year, talk about all the teams that have qualified, um, when, when the crazy first round of qualifiers starts yes. and where we'll pick back up. Um, but, uh, in terms of games, that's fucking it. That's it. That's it, it was a great year. It's the cause... season. There's only one person to cheers to you, David.
1: It's got to be David Moyes. It's got to be
0: David Moyes. Cheers to the gaffer. Even cheers the cars outside drives. are they Cheers to
1: David Moyes.
0: Honk for David Moyes. David Moyes will walk a 500 miles if his knees allow. Yes. Did you see he was like, I wanted to do a knee slide like Mourinho, but the grass was kind of dry and my knees are bad. That's oh. <laughs> so funny. All right. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cheers.